Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Coley. Welcome to the SVU Coven podcast, Little Witch Detectives. We did it! Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, we have been (laughs) trying to record for like 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And just can't get it together today. Oh boy. It would not be our podcast if we didn't have tech issues. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, hi. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Glad to be here. How are you? Good. How are you? You know. (laughs) Just hanging in there. (laughs) I guess, um, should we jump right into our witch talk? Yeah. Okay, cool. So this is the corner of the intro of our show where we catch you guys up on what we've been up to since we last recorded. We always laugh because it's a little redundant since Coley and I talk all the time, but we want to share what's going on with us with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so much is going on. Uh, I started a new job, which is Yay! super exciting. Uh, I'm doing like uh, content managing, and I was able to hire... My own team, which is super exciting because I hired a lot of my friends to come along for the ride. Yay! So (laughs) that's really good and uh, just kind of a huge stress relief for me. Yeah. Um, And then what else has been going on? I'm still working at the yoga studio and doing that. I'm still dating that boy. (laughs) Yay! Um. I don't know. Things are just, like, in my personal life picking up, and I've noticed, like, my mental and physical health getting better as well as I've been getting better, so... uh, That's good. Yeah, just excited. Um, Oh, I guess I could talk about the freaky thing that happened to me this week. Yes, please do. (laughs) That is still occurring. Yes. Um, So, I got an email to interview somebody very important for a publication I freelance for Mm -hmm. and I was waiting to hear back from my editor at said publication so I hadn't gotten approved yet to do the interview and while I was waiting on approval I kept rescheduling with the PR people of this famous person and we rescheduled to interview on St. Patrick's Day Mm -hmm. and I still hadn't heard back from my editor, so was still waiting on that, but I was planning on going ahead with the interview anyway, and if my editor said no, I was going to try to place it somewhere else, because this was a big interview for me. So it was on the schedule for St. Patrick's Day, and the actor, I'm going to say his name, I just don't know how to reveal it, Um, the actor fucking died. (laughs) (laughs) before I could interview him on St. Patrick's Day. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, I am talking about the one and only Lance Reddick. Yeah. And the reason this interview would have been so crazy for me is because I am a Keanu Reeves person. Uh, Aside from Richard Belzer, I am probably the most obsessed with Keanu Reeves. That Mm -hmm. man is the love of my life. And John Wick comes out next weekend John Wick 4 and I have been waiting for this movie to come out for three years and have talked about nothing else but this movie 
And Lance Reddick, if you guys are familiar with the John Wick franchise, is one of the main characters uh, in this movie. So this was going to be a huge interview for me even before he died. Yeah. (laughs) Then he fucking died. And I was like, (laughs) if I interviewed him 24 hours before, which was originally on the, what they wanted, it was originally the schedule was they wanted me to interview him on the 16th, the day before he passed away. Mm -hmm. I could have been one of the last people to talk to him. (laughs) And like, just from a fan standpoint is a huge deal because I am a huge fan of Lance's and um, it just would have been an incredible person to talk to, you know? Yeah. And so I am sad about that, but it also could have made our, like my career. (laughs) Yeah. Because he passed away literally the next day, a week before this huge movie's coming out that he's in. Um, But then I logged in today to do the notes and I realized the episode from last week that we covered or last time we did a full episode Lance was in it mm-hmm. and I think he's in this one for like a second but I can't I can't remember anyway I I just and how I found out was crazy because I was literally texting my dad's girlfriend who's a huge John Wick person And I was like, oh, my gosh, I scored this huge interview. It's later today. And she went to Google him to remind herself of who he was. And that's how we found out he died. That's so sad. I know. And it had happened within an hour of us talking about it and her Googling it. Wow. Um, So I don't know what's going on with the universe. Super freaky. But rest in peace, Lance Reddick. We love you. Um, I don't know, man. Just the wildest, like, shit happens to me. Yeah. And I've literally been texting Coley, like, a (laughs) play-by-play. Every time something happens, I'm like, you're not going to believe this. Yep. (laughs) And you were texting me earlier, and you were like, how are you not more, like... Amazed. Amazed by this. (laughs) Because I was like, she... Katie was like, Oh, he's in this episode, too. And I was like, I know, it'll be okay. And she's like, how are you not more amazed? (laughs) I was like, match my energy. I'm freaking the fuck out. And Coley's like, it's okay, you're gonna be okay, it's alright. And I'm like, but hello? (laughs) Which I appreciate. I appreciated the comfort, and I did need that. But I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what kind of magical powers I possess. But (laughs) evidently, Lance Reddick and I are connected for life now. Apparently. (laughs) But oh my gosh, it's just crazy. And this is also the first episode of us coming back after Richard Belzer passed away. Yeah. Um... And it, and the crazy part about that is it's the first episode in a while that hasn't been, like, munch heavy. Yeah, um, munch isn't in this episode at He all. isn't even in it. So it was almost like SVU was like, we're not going to put you guys through that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also been a month to the day that he died. Yeah. So. Yeah. We yeah. miss you, Bells. We miss you. I, I would do a whole, like, thing about it, but we did put out a mini-sode meditation in honor of Munch, if you guys want to go listen to that. Yeah. Because I don't think I can get into it without crying. Yeah. So, um, 
I'm not quite ready to talk about it, but it is important to note, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's what's going on with me. <laughs> Just some <laughs> freaky shit in the universe, I guess. Yep. Ugh, what's going on with you? Um, I also started a new job. Yeah. I work for Katie. Again. <laughs> um, this time I'm writing for her. Um, I'm writing product-based articles. Um, and I'm really excited about it. I just finished my first article on Friday. Yeah. And I'm really excited. And, yeah. Um, yeah, ba- basically I'm Coley's editor. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Um... My What's Your Story podcast came out March 6th, so there will be a link in the show notes to the podcast that I was on, um, and my one of my professors at the school that I went to, um, my psych professor, is start, started a podcast called um, More Questions Than Answers, and I'm going to be on that. I don't know when. I don't know when it's going to come out. We don't even have an interview scheduled. So be on the lookout for that. <laughs> um, You're like a podcast guest star. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's not like a whole lot going on with me other than the fact that I got a new job and podcasts. Mm-hmm. Th- those are big deals though they are big deals yeah yeah um well should we move on then yes <laughs> so this past week um ice tea got a cat scan um <laughs> breaking news <laughs> breaking news it was all over my it was all over my inbox in my svu uh news alerts mm-hmm and it was like, Ice T gets a CAT scan. <laughs> I was like, okay. okay. Um, he was just ch- he was just checking up, making sure everything was okay. Um, everything is fine. No big deal. Um, but he did encourage his fans to get checkups. And a lot of fans were upset about that because they were like, not everyone can afford healthcare, dude. <laughs> Heard. And but- I think it came from a good place. It did. He was like, I was just trying to remind my people to get their checkups, but okay. <laughs> Go <laughs> off, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I can't help but think after, you know, his good buddy passed away, he thought maybe I should go get some things checked out. Yeah. Um, But also, I... <laughs> Ice T just says shit without thinking, and that's yeah. like his whole personality. Yeah. So I um, I don't know. I I wasn't upset with him about that, and I'm one of the people that can't afford healthcare. Yeah. So I I don't know. Twitter's gonna be twittering. Yeah. <laughs> for who for who knows how long we don't know, but you know it's gonna be twittering for until it dies. Yeah, I was texting my boyfriend about this because I I bookmark tweets like my life depends on it. If I see something funny or interesting, mm-hmm. I bookmark it. 
And now Elon is saying, or somebody on Twitter is speculating that Elon's going to make bookmarks public like likes are. And it's not that I bookmarked inappropriate wild stuff. I just was like, I know that would be uncomfortable for me. And so I have a feeling if he does that is when we're going to see the downfall. Yeah. Like, because it's already going that direction. Yeah. (sighs) Twitter's my favorite social media. (laughs) (laughs) I am upset. It was mine, too, for a while, and Mariska deleted it, and now I'm barely on it, because, yeah. And she was following you. And she was following me. (laughs) R.I.P. Well, well. um, speaking of SVU and Mariska and all those good things, we are coming back from hiatus soon. Heck yeah! Thursday! I'm like, I'm so bored when SVU is not on. I like I'm like, what do I do with my Friday mornings? I forget. So I watch Grey's Anatomy too, and it's mm-hmm. on at the same time, which doesn't matter because I don't have live TV. But <laughs> um it's on on Thursday nights as well. So Friday mornings I'll watch SVU and then I'll watch Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. When SVU isn't on, I forget that Grey's Anatomy is on. <laughs> So I literally, like, two days ago, watched three episodes of Grey's Anatomy that I had to catch up on because SVU hasn't been on and I forgot about it. I love that so much. (laughs) I consider SVU and Grey's Anatomy sister shows, even though they're not the same universe. Yeah. But I just, they're like the same thing, different font to me. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But both amazing. Both amazing. Yes. Um, I'm just glad to be back from hiatus, truthfully, because the only option I have to watch is OC, and I don't want to do that. So. No. No. <laughs> no offense, but I just can't. <laughs> it makes me think of your grandma when she said that OC is shitty or something. Yeah. <laughs> she did. <laughs> I just can't stomach it. So I'm excited we come back on March 23rd. Yes. So keep a lookout for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so our next point is Marishka posted a throwback photo um, with her, like her and her friend when they were little girls. Mm-hmm. And they were in like a river and it was adorable and I can't even like begin to describe it. Hmm. It's so precious. It's so precious. <laughs> I love when Mariska does stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, she doesn't post pictures of herself as a kid very often, but when she does, it's like, oh, so precious. Just a precious little baby. Must protect at all costs. Yes. <laughs> um, it's up on her Instagram, the real Mariska Hargitay. If you're not following, what are you doing? get some help (laughs) and we'll post it on our story when you when you're listening to this I'll post it on our story so you can see it yes yeah it's so cute because also you just can tell that it's her you know yeah like sometimes if I see a picture of myself as a child or like that young I'm like that doesn't even look like me but you can look at that photo and you're like that's Mariska (laughs) yeah 
And it's so cute. She really hasn't changed that much since she was like five. <laughs> Does not age. <laughs> <laughs> it's precious, though. Um, speaking of Instagram. Yes. Guys. Guys. Little witch detectives, if you will. We finally know what we're doing for our giveaway. Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so when you're listening to this, because I'm going to post the episode... Uh, tomorrow on Monday, which is March 20th, I'm also going to be posting the giveaway on our Instagram at SBU Coven. Mm-hmm. So look out over there. We are doing two prizes. Uh, and my prize is going to be either a tarot reading or a Reiki session. The winner can choose. And that one actually is done remotely. So mm-hmm. it can be based from anywhere, really. Um, but then Coley's giveaway prize, which I'll let them talk about, is going to be U.S. only. Yes. Uh, my prize is an autographed copy of my most recent book, A Work in Protest. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited. Um, and so how that's going to work is we'll have all the details of the giveaway on our Instagram. If you are not following us at SVU Coven, make sure to hop over there. Uh, but if you, anyone can enter. Yes. But if you are not located in the United States, just know that you'll only qualify for the tarot or Reiki. Yes. Um, just to save us a little money on shipping and whatnot. So, um, yeah, look out for that. It's official. Be on our Instagram. Uh, I was trying to think if there's anywhere else we'd post about the giveaway, but nope, just our Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, so just a reminder, we do have a coffee account. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's on our link tree on our Instagram. It's an online tipping platform where you can go and leave us a tip if you want. It's absolutely not necessary. It is completely and totally up to you. Um, I just lost all my train of thought. But we appreciate the energy exchange. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of cool ways to support the show that you are not obligated to do in any way, but we appreciate all the energy exchanges, is our social media. So like I was just saying, our Instagram at SBU Coven, that's where we post the most um, and interact with you guys the most. So if Instagram is your thing, make sure to hop over there and follow us. We also have a free Discord server uh, that I have not beefed up yet, but I want to, and I want to grow the coven over there. Right now, everyone in the server is like one of my personal friends. Um, that are just there hanging out. So I have like one friend on there. Yeah. <laughs> so I would really like to grow it and incorporate some witch detectives. Essentially, it's like a chatting platform. If like, I, I like Slack and AOL had a baby. Yeah. Um, you can talk to us about anything witch related, from tarot to Reiki to all that stuff. You can hop in a voice channel. You can book readings with us. But we also have SVU related channels and things like that. So if you're interested in being more involved in the coven, definitely hop over there. The Discord link is in our Instagram bio. It does expire after seven days, so you want to get in there as fast as you can. 
However, if your link is expired, you can DM us on Instagram and we will send you a fresh one. Yes. Uh, if Instagram's not really your thing, but you're still interested in joining the Discord server, you can also email us at svucoven at gmail.com. Uh, Coley does check our email. Yes. So somebody will respond to you. Likewise, if you're interested in being on the show or have questions for us or anything like that, shoot us an email because Coley will see it, which means I will see it and we will respond. We would love to have witch detectives on the show or just have fun with you guys. So Mm -hmm. uh, we love talking to you and getting involved with everybody. So, yeah. (laughs) Yay. We did it. (laughs) Um. This is your episodic reminder to rate, review, and subscribe. Rating and subscribing are the most important. They tell the algorithm that you like us and that they will show us to other people who will then hopefully listen and like us. And um, reviewing is just really nice. We lost all our reviews when we switched podcast hosts and we're holding steady at one holding steady at one yes um <laughs> we will read your review on the show um good bad or indifferent and uh we appreciate the energy exchange and spotify so anchor is now spotify for podcasters so they have this thing where you can put a question or a poll up and we will read out your answers to the questions and the polls um, if you want. Um, well, no. If you answer, we're going to read them out on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I actually have an idea for the question, but I want to tell you after we record because I want it to be a surprise for everybody. Okay. So, but yes, answer those questions because we would love to read them yes. on the show. um so last episode they didn't have a question option which frustrated me um but they did have a poll option so i put a poll up that asked if you were a munchkin and Mm -hmm. one said duh or duh and something else i don't remember and the other one said of course munchkin for life and munchkin for life got a hundred percent of the votes Nice. Yes. Faux life, baby. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Me too. Woohoo. Look at us go. Okay. So, <laughs> 22 minutes in, we should get into our self-love affirmation. After 20 minutes of just trying to record. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Self-love affirmation. This week's self-love affirmation is a quote from the one and only Richard Belzer. Um, We miss you. And we love you. And this is the self-love affirmation. Most people cherish their very existence and try their best to live a life worth living. In spite of the seemingly insurmountable obstacles in our way, we somehow hope against hope and find a way to be as life-affirming as humanly possible. How? Love. I'm trying so hard not to cry. I know. Miss you, Bells. Miss you, Bells. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, me too. It's very him of him, too. Yeah. In his his rare, serious moments. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm.
Okay. Should we get into the episode? Let's go. Okay. Today we are covering episode 20 peak of SVU. Um, summary. Brutal rape and murder connected man who through a weird relationship with his mother has a sexual fetish. And that is from IMDB. Not sponsored by me. I feel like maybe we should put a trigger warning here as well. Um, trigger warning for incest and child molestation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we open with Melinda on scene telling her assistants to tag it and bag it and <laughs> to... <laughs> And to get the Vic back to the morgue as soon as the detectives are done. She's been out here long enough. I love Melinda. Me too. Um, the Vic is Veronica Tandy, 34, stabbed in the back and raped from behind. Melinda scheduled the autopsy for later that day. Tells Elliot Olivia. Olivia notices a bruise on the back of Veronica's neck. She was yoked. <laughs> now, I meant to look this up before we started recording. I have no idea what being yoked is. I don't think I know either, but it's a funny word. I'm going to look it up now. Okay. Seems fair. <laughs> um, it says, it, for a verb, in for formal, to attack, especially by strangling. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So. <laughs> um, during the autopsy, Melinda finds a single fetus, seven to eight years old. We, eight, seven to eight years gestational age. Bleh. <laughs> Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> the knife was two inches wide, eight inches long, and one, one edge was serrated. Cause of death was cardiopulmonary failure. The knife collapsed the left lung. Um, the husband IDs the body. Uh, he starts banging on the window of the the morgue where he's viewing his wife's body and says, you're supposed to be home. And it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and then we done done. And then we done done. Uh, we join Olivia and Mr. Tandy in an interview room. He and his wife were supposed to meet the, that night, or the night before around 7.30 when she didn't show. He called her assistant who said she left early around 4. Uh, he, she worked for a company called CompuGame, and they make gaming software. Honestly, um, that's what I like. picture my brother doing with his career. Yeah. But it's wild that that existed, you know almost 30 years ago it's so wild mm-hmm. um Sorry. and what's also wild is in the opening scene you can see the twin towers Oh, at yeah. least I think you can see the twin towers but it's crazy yeah I didn't even think about that I guess SVU was airing straight through that huh yep wild we're old <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> anyway. Anywho, um, 
The husband says he doesn't know of any troubles at work that are out of the ordinary. Elliot asks if he knew she was pregnant, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Cragen talks with Elliot and Olivia and gives orders, but they don't move. He asks what else, and Olivia asks why she didn't tell her husband she was pregnant. Says, well, the husband may not have been the one who raped and killed her. Maybe if she was having an affair, someone didn't want to continue the relationship. Mm-hmm. Elliot and Olivia go to CompU game and talk to Ronnie's assistant, Charlene. Five terminations in the last three months, which would be a good place to start. Charlene gives them names of people she was friendly with at work. Olivia goes to talk to Teresa Steele and Legal about Ronnie and Jason Mayberry um, to see if maybe they were having a relationship and if he's the one who got her pregnant. But it seems that Ronnie was a bleeding heart and wanted to see everyone get ahead, encouraged Jason to go back to school. Ronnie wrote him a letter of recommendation for the police academy. Hmm. Something I didn't put in here um, Charlene says he, she wrote letters of recommendation to the police academy, which is weird because why would you write more than one letter of recommendation? Maybe for multiple people? But it's for the same person. Oh, right. So then, like, what does that do if you write more than one? I don't know. <laughs> we'll get into it later. It's, there, it explains later on in the episode, but still. Yeah. Um, Elliot talks to the security supervisor about Jason, who quit unexpectedly. Uh, doesn't know where he's working now, only that he has an address for him in Jersey, and makes note of his overbearing mother. Also knows how he reported another security guard to Ronnie Greg Spencer, who now works janitorial at LaGuardia. What is happening to my voice? Hold <laughs> on, Gatorade break. A gator break. (laughs) Mood. Okay. Hopefully that helps. Okay. Elliot and Olivia go to talk to Greg. And he says he didn't have anything to do with Ronnie's death. But he has no alibi. He said he caught Jason using the security system to zoom in on women's bodies. Which is what Jason turned... Greg in for. And the next thing he knew, he was getting fired. Ronnie had come to visit him the week before about getting him reinstated. Elliot and Olivia then go to visit Grace Mayberry in Montclair, New Jersey, which actually isn't that far from me. I was about to ask. Is it, like, with, like, is it close? It's about 45 minutes away. Oh my god. Yeah, it's not that far at all. That's crazy. <laughs> that uh, person I was talking to who decided they just want to be friends um, is from Montclair, actually. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, so they go to visit Grace Mayberry in Montclair and ask for Jason's current address. They're being understandably vague because they can't give details of the investigation, but Grace isn't happy. Olivia asks if she knows what obstruction is and that it's a murder investigation and they need to speak to Jason now. 
Ellie and Olivia go to talk to Jason. He refuses to let them in because the place is a mess. They finally get him to agree to come down to the station when Elliot asks for his help for Veronica. Ellie and Olivia come back into the squad room and into in Craigan's office sits the one and only George Wong. Can we take a moment? Can we take a minute? Can we take a moment? Because I forgot that this is the first episode that we see Wong. Yeah. Oh my god. And this is one of the only, if not the only, episode we see him in glasses. <laughs> oh, my baby. If you know um, uh, George Wong, you know he's also very prevalent in Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Yes. And so... Uh, we love is- BD. Yes. And I also find it hilarious that his last name in the show is like the same as his last name in real life, just slightly different. It's just spelled differently. It's fine. Yeah. It's but all I good. Like it. <laughs> I like it. It's like a cute little thing to me. But um, yeah. if you're fans of B.D. Wong, then you know that this is a big deal that he was in SVU, but he's also a running character um, in SVU that I love. And I'm so excited that he's finally here. And we have Melinda. <sighs> it's Best. Awesome. The best, best, best. The best. <laughs> and Alex. We have Alex. And Alex. Too. This is like <gasps> the best era of SVU until we get to the later seasons. Yeah. Aside from Mariska's haircut. <laughs> yeah. Aside from her haircut, which will be resolved in a couple Soon, of episodes. <laughs> yeah. We only have one more episode in season two and then we get to season three where the haircut is resolved. If this happens to be your first time listening to SVU Coven, we keep track of Mariska's hairstyles. By the season. By the season. <laughs> Love that for us. Yes. Anyway. anyway George Wong. George Wong. Um, he's a psychiatrist on loan from the FBI setting up VICAP. Ellie and Olivia say they think Jason's their guy and that they're going to talk to him and try to break him. Wong says Elliot should be the one to interview wow wong says elliot should do the interrogation alone literally that's what i wrote i don't know where any of the other stuff came from (laughs) wow brain as jason has a problem with women olivia says that every rapist has a problem with women and he's not telling them anything new but she'll sit out yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, Wong says they're purpose shy attacking from behind with stabbing and yoking um, Elliot says attacks from behind are about concealment not about being shy Wong asks if Jason is bold if people notice him or if he's humble shy even Wong says he'll stick around for the interrogation Olivia mentions that Jason applied to the police academy so they already had a psych report on him Reagan and Elliot would fill her in if he uncovered anything new. Um, and if they, and that if they needed her, they'd call her. Elliot says that Wong just got there, and Cragen says that they can't convict Jason on Elliot's gut and to make Jason his friend because he can walk at any time. Elliot goes and sees the interrogation room. 
trying to make Jason his friend and acting all buddy-buddy with him, asking him questions about the Academy, like when he starts and what he's doing in the meantime, and says he'll look into why he hasn't the call for when he's going to start the Academy. Jason also says he doesn't have to work, but he has a trust. Um, Elliot asks why he quit CompuGame, and he finally says he was being sexually harassed by Veronica Tandy. Mr. Tandy comes in with a box. Ronnie bought him a new camcorder because her old one broke. He accused Olivia of going around and slandering Ronnie's name, saying that she was having an affair. But in the card with the cam- that came with the camcorder, she tells him she's pregnant and he storms out. Hmm. Olivia goes to the New York City Police Academy to get more information on Jason. He passed his written test and just barely passed his physical, but failed his psych exam. His exam skewed toward aggression under stress, immense levels of aggression. She asked why there were two letters of recommendation from Veronica Tandy in his file. One was a glowing recommendation, and one was a rescind letter. Which makes sense. Yeah. Also, just I wanted to mention, because I didn't a second ago... The scene with Ronnie's husband and the camcorder mm-hmm. is so sad. Yeah. It's for the baby. Yeah, it's for the baby. Ugh. Sad. Um, Elliot pushes Jason on the Ronnie harassment story, and he slips up. Jason said he, she was pregnant. Elliot asked how he knew. He said Ronnie told him. Elliot questioned why she would tell him and not her husband. Elliot asked him when she told him, but he can't remember exactly when. Elliot's beeper goes off. And it's time for a spell break. A spell break. (laughs) Okay. So, for for March 20th, color of the day is ivory. Incense of the day is hyssop. It's also... Ostara, which is spring equinox. Hmm. So, spring equinox blessing blessing basket. (laughs) Say that five times fast. Blessing basket? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's very difficult. We all know spring is about renewal. It's the one it's one of the most magical times of the year. In this ritual, you will create a blessing basket. A decorative item to display on your altar that represents your magical life. You can include things you wish to manifest in the coming year. It's like an Easter basket, but instead of candy, you put crystals, tarot cards, candles, etc. Of course, you can certainly add eggs and flowers too. Just can you can line wow, you can line the basket with decorative moss or just use a napkin or an altar cloth. Next, write your goals and wishes on pieces of paper and tuck them into the basket among the flowers, eggs, crystals, and other items. Or you can hide the papers in little decorative plastic eggs. Keep the basket in a place where you can see it until summer. And then, on a full moon night, dismantle and bury the papers. These baskets also make wonderful gifts, especially for those new to magic or anyone who could use some spiritual tool. Uh, I don't know how to say this man's name. 
<laughs> what is it? Oh, Ember Grant. There we go. Okay. <laughs> the E looks like a G, so I was like trying to figure out how to pronounce G M. Mm. But it's an E. Got you. <laughs> Gumber <laughs> Grant. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Back to the episode. Okay. And anyway, back anyway. to our podcast. <laughs> uh, Cragen asks Alex for a warrant. She asks based off of what Cragen's gut or Wong's suppositions. She then tells Cragen to let him walk. Elliot says Jason isn't leaving his sight. Wong says to level the playing field. He hates women and have Elliot pretend he hates them too. Um, because how will anyone know Jason's power unless he reveals it? I love that line. I don't know why, but I really do too. Uh, I think it highlights a lot of what goes on, um, in SBU. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Elliot slams the door shut into the interrogation and goes off about how he hates women and says there's a reason and there's rarely a true innocent victim. And Jason asks if he believed that Ronnie was asking for it. And he says that she was a bitch. That she took his dream by writing that rescind letter. Um, he says Ronnie said if he slept with her she'd make it right. That he was supposed to meet her in front of Crazy Bob's department store. Um, he says they made out, but he couldn't sleep with her, that he liked her husband. He's a nice guy. Olivia goes to Fortress Armored Cars, where Jason currently works, and asks questions of his boss. Um, he's a good enough employee, but he talks a lot about his quote-unquote girlfriend. Um, his boss shows Olivia his locker, no doors, um, that had pictures of Veronica Tandy all over it. Olivia calls Alex for a search warrant. Olivia meets CSU at Jason's apartment and asks what they have. He has an obsession with police tactics and has magazines for tactical gear and firearms. Um, Olivia finds women's clothes in the closet with a monogram GM on them. CSU guy finds ladies' panties. Another CSU guy finds bloody hat pins. Olivia tells them to log tells him to log them with Cragen because he used them to practice. Elliot walks into interrogation saying that Jason had been lying to him, saying that he knew about those and that he'd been telling everyone Veronica was his girlfriend. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was just laughing at the <laughs> I'm laughing at that too. <laughs> In the notes, I wrote her girlfriend instead of his girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. It's it's it, it is. I I don't know why either. <laughs> um, <laughs> he insisted that she was, but Elliot said that he wouldn't know what to do with a woman if he paid her. Jason said he was leaving, but Elliot, after saying he couldn't stop him, said that if he leaves, he looks guilty that he yoked her, he raped her, and that when she pled for her life and the life of her unborn baby he stabbed her 
Jason insists that it wasn't him who killed her, but someone else. Elliot says they're almost done. Just answer his questions and tell him the truth and he can leave. Olivia returns to Grace's house in Montclair and asks if the shirt is hers, asks if she lives with Jason, and asks why she believes that her clothes are at his apartment. Grace explains that she goes goes into the city to visit him. Um, they go to dinner and then the theater, and by, the, by then it's too late for her to drive back, so she stays over. Olivia says it's a small apartment, so where does she sleep? Because she only saw a Murphy bed in a cot. Why not a hotel? Why stay over at all? It's not that long of a drive. What did she do to her son? Wong hmm. is examining the hat pins. He asks how many attacks. Cragen says he had six hat pins with corresponding complaining witnesses around the city. Wong says he bets that there were more attacks, that he reused the pins as he built the fantasy. Peakerism. The sexual interest in penetrating the skin with sharp objects. Murder was peakeristic in nature. Six women walking around, walking in a crowd when she suddenly stuck in the back or the buttocks by a pin and not one can ID her attacker. Elliot is asking Jason about the attacks with the hat pins when Olivia comes in with a file. Elliot reads, and then Olivia walks back out of the room. Elliot asks Jason how long his mother had been sleeping with him. Elliot asks a few more questions while Craig and Olivia and Wong look on from Craig's office. The way that Wong is looking on, looking in on this interrogation through the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's just very intense. It's chilling. Like, he's right up close next to the glass, and his hand is on his chin, and it's just like, why is he so close? Well, also, I think, this this is just what I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, I think that Jason, in particular, as somebody who is very interested in psychology... Jason's character, especially here in a minute, um, like, it's just fascinating for a psychologist. So I think, I my thought is that he's just really intensely interested. Yeah. You know? But then when you watch it... It's just, like, bone-chilling. <laughs> yeah. It, like, makes it scary. <laughs> yeah. And this next part that's about to happen is, like, it fucked me up the first time I saw it. Yeah, and this is where that trigger warning for incest comes in. Yes. Um. Hold on. I think... Elliot tells Jason it isn't his fault, and Jason says, yes, it is. He goes into some kind of state, saying things that his mother says to him all the time. Don't look, 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 don't touch, touch me, etc. Calling himself a dirty boy. Yeah. Um, and it's the hand motions for me. Yeah. The way that he moves his hands and touches his lips, like he's reverting back to a childlike state when mm-hmm. he was first molested by his mother. Like, it, it's the acting, phenomenal. Yes. It feels real. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, the first time I saw it, I was a teenager. And so it really fucked me up. Um, 
but it's one of my favorite episodes because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason's being let out in cuffs when the defense attorney asks if he was Mirandized and Grace comes in calling him a lying bastard. Arraignment, Jason pleads not guilty, $1 million bail is set. Alice, Alex, not Alice. <laughs> what the heck? Um, Alex tells the defense attorney, no deal, that she has his legal and uncoerced confession and that she has the hat pins from his peakeristic attacks. Um, defense attorney hands her a motion. Motions court happens stay in, but the confession is out because he asked for a lawyer and didn't get one. Um, Ellie and Alex go at it. Or get into it. There we go. <laughs> Going at it makes it seem like it's something totally different. And <laughs> <laughs> they get into it. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, about the fact that the confession got thrown out. Wong asks if they can identify Jason's movements after the attacks. He bets that Jason goes to his mother's house after each one going back to the original source. Wong says it's possible that the murder weapon is at his mother's house. He didn't just throw it out. The knife is like is akin to his penis, so it's not disposable. Elliot, Olivia, and Alex go to the Essex County Prosecutor's Office to get a search warrant for Grace's house to look for the murder weapon. At first, the prosecutor says no go, but then he says they may have a Hail Mary. Judge Chandler. Elliot and Olivia and the Montclair PD. I put a question mark there because I'm not sure if it's Montclair PD or the state troopers. I couldn't tell from their uniforms. Right, right. Um, Are moving in on... Grace's Montclair home. They try. They find Jason and Grace in Grace's bed, covered in blood. The bloody knife on the nightstand, and Jason stroking his mother's hair and humming before he looks back at Eo and says, "I told her I'm not a little boy anymore." And we dig wolf. It's so. That moment is also chilling. Yeah. Like he's basically naked in bed with his mother that he just murdered, and he's reverted back to that childlike state we were talking about. Yeah, and it's just like, and it's this is an intense episode, you guys. It really is. Um, and also, there's a lot of talk here about abortion. Um, yeah, and infidelity, toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, they kind of touch on all of it, and that's why I fucking love our show. Yes. Uh, while Coley is shuffling their cards, I'm just going to remind you guys that we are on Instagram at SVU Coven. Follow us over there. You know what it is. You know what to do. Uh, if Instagram's not speaking to you, you can also email us at svucoven at gmail.com, especially if you'd like to be on the show or sponsor the show. Coley does check the email and shares it with me so uh somebody's reading it and somebody will respond to you yes i would also love if you join our free discord server that i talked about in the intro you can join through the link in our instagram bio or shoot us an email and we can send you an invitation we appreciate all of the energy exchanges (laughs) yes we do okay so i had kind of a jumper (laughs) it was such a terror reader thing to say (laughs) It wasn't exactly a jumper, but it was kind of a jumper. (laughs) 
Okay. So, the card I pulled was the star. Oh, I love that. And I'm using the my Pride Tarot deck, which I finally found after, like, a year of not being able to find it <laughs> when I cleaned my room. Shocking. I'm able to find things when I clean. Oh, my God. Who would have found Um, But this... Uh, this um, card is really beautiful. It's a merman. Hmm. And he's like looking up at the sky with his arms raised. And it's just beautiful. Um, anyway, the star. Hope, faith, purpose, renewal, and spirituality. So this is actually perfect for this time of year. Um, especially because of that renewal aspect. Because we are entering spring. Today is the spring equinox when you're listening to it, to this podcast. Um, If you're listening when it comes out. um, So it's the beginning of spring. It's, you know, equal parts day and night. It's, I don't know how to, it's just the perfect card for spring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is your second reminder to rate, review, and subscribe. Rating and subscribing are the most important. They tell the algorithm that you listen to us and that you like us. Um, subscribing, no, that's important. Rate, that's important. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Reviewing good. is just really nice because it. Uh, we lost all our reviews when we switched podcast hosts and uh, we're holding steady at one at the moment. Just the one. Just the one. But we appreciate it. We appreciate the energy exchange. Um, We will read your review out on the podcast, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, And uh, make sure to answer the question of the podcast um, if you're a Spotify listener, they're only on Spotify. Um, so definitely answer that question. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's our show, huh? That's our show. If you guys are still listening and hanging out with us, hop over to our Instagram and on our latest post, comment your favorite emoji. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's our show. That's our show. All right. Well, I love you and I'll talk to you soon. I love you too. Blessed be. Blessed be.